Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Life of the Lost. I am Sam. And I'm Meg. And, and this is Oreo. Yes. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see our little boy. Spookmeister. <laughs> we have like <clears throat> dozens of names. Well, I have dozens of nicknames for him. You should tell them a few. Uh, there's, uh, damn. Uh, I just put you on the spot. Yeah. Um, Oreo. Sporio. Sporio. Uh, spooky. Um, little Smirnoff. <laughs> Uh, Bushki. Little White Paw. Brushki. I say that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So. We have lots. Yep. But if you can hear, they're still grinding away outside with the construction. And they're still jackhammering. So this is what month? This is like six months. Yeah. It's been a while. But today is not as bad as some days. Some days are horrible. And I think because they've been, what they're doing is they're taking an entire building and they're jackhammering it down. It's a brick building and they've just been doing like floor by floor by floor. And it's just, it's been a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of sounds. Mm-hmm. But today we are going to talk about the difference between men and women when it comes to adoption. And I think this was a really good topic you brought up when we were talking to Lillian for the first time just talking about the influences in your life uh, when you were a kid and when growing up if you had a lot of male adoptive friends or knew about any because I had a handful of women but or kids at the time girls at the time uh, but not as many boys I feel like knowing you I something like you never realized how much of an impact adoption could be on your life. Uh, I don't even really know where to begin with adoption and my life and the place that it has in my life. I, growing up, I had a pretty troubled childhood, a lot of emotions, um, sadness, anger. I, But I never really equated it to necessarily being a adopted it's strange i just always knew that i had these uncontrollable like emotions and i from a very young age is when i found music so that was definitely completely life-altering uh discovery in my life where i that was like the sole purpose of my attention and in terms of figuring out who I who I am and who you know at at various stages of my life, definitely peaked in middle school and my whole high school life was surrounded by bands and being in a band, a serious band. My college life. Would you maybe say that that's kind of why you didn't necessarily necessarily have time or the need or the want to kind of dig into adoption? Yeah, bec yeah, yeah, I guess because in my mind, like, in my mind, why look into adoption if I was too busy trying to figure out who I was, musician-wise? I was too busy trying to figure out my sound, the kind of learning guitar, learning the, the notes, learning the progressions, trying to figure out the ideas in my head out onto the 
you know, uh, guitar, spending countless summer jobs, paying for the equipment that I needed for my band, um, trying to figure out our sound, trying to figure out who we are as a band, trying to figure out what we represent, trying to figure out the style, like clothing wise, the branding for us. Um, so that's, no room. Kind yeah, of. that's the whole <laughs> reason why I went to art school was literally just so we didn't have to pay somebody to do our album artwork yeah. and anything that we needed design wise. So at least that's kind of what I told myself. Yeah. Did it change at all when you met your birth family or part of them? Not at all. It's funny. I just met them when I was 13 and then it was just like, all right, well, back to the real world. And, you know, I seen them but it never really had a prolonged impact on my life after you got back you know from from that trip did you talk to them at all like because we had social media back then but no i i only talked to them i think mid-20s pretty recently they have found me on um facebook mm-hmm. and uh i've started to talk to them there but even then it's really spotty because uh, they don't speak English, and I so the need to know any kind of like family history is kind of like you don't. It's okay. Um. Y- yeah, I not. I mean, I would like to know, but it's not. What are the things that you'd like to know? Uh, just who my dad is. That's about it. And with that comes, uh, I guess, some fear when I think about it, anxiety because I don't know who he'll be or you know yeah the person that i always wondered where i the, the where i came from um for better or for worse i know that a lot of adoptees have this fear about meeting their parents seeing if the they store, live up to the expectation yeah or that unknown piece of them is now found so there's no mystery and when there's no mystery there's no aspiring there's no clean slate because you're you've seen where you've come from there's no availability to recreate or reinvent yourself is Mm. can be scary i i think um what about what about you with uh with adoption (laughs) um i think i always kind of wanted to if you can hear the sound in the background oreo has this himalayan cheese kind of hard toy that he has been playing with and that he's been loving so i'm just gonna let him rock with it for a little bit Uh, yeah it's it's a double-edged sword because you can take it away but he'll just cry yeah and his cries are pretty loud too so probably just makes his bad pet parents just give in to uh his uh, t- habits and tendencies, but that's all right. So I think uh, I don't, I I always wanted to know, I guess, where I came from. But um, then when I went there and I saw, I kept in touch with my family a bit. And I don't know, I guess I was, I was glad because then I could kind of see where I came from. I, I wasn't very into, okay, now I want to see the cousins and uncles and aunts that really didn't that wasn't a priority i guess it was just wanting to see my family and just being okay kind of with that although i did end up meeting 
some aunts and uncles as well, which was nice to kind of see the similarities of my parents and mostly looks, I think is kind of what I was into at the time. Just when I went down there for the first and the last time, it was just kind of cool to compare what my aunt looks like, if she looks kind of like my mom or my dad's brother, how similar they are, or even my dad's dad, so my grandpa, how similar he looks to my dad and his tendencies and, and things like that, I think were really interesting. But I think one thing that I hear often is that, and, and more from women, is that they want to know kind of more where they came from just because when they have kids they want to be able to tell like some kind of story like this is where I came from this is my culture this is and mm -hmm. when people don't have that it it maybe that's scary but I don't I don't know because I don't necessarily like maybe there's some something when you're like I was gonna say when you're while you're like baking a baby that that you just it's in your nature that you kind of want to be able to tell them or show them or I don't know but that's kind of a, a difference that I've kind of heard recently. Hmm. Yeah, I never I never heard of heard of that reason. Um That is interesting. But I'm curious too cuz you found like something that you wanted to do as a kid and where you were able to kind of that was kind of your identity. Therefore, I feel like you didn't need to necessarily search for something whereas like somebody like me has kind of recently kind of come to a, a, like a fork in the road where I don't I'm not necessarily searching for that identity for my birth parents anymore or my family but I had had been prior my entire life hmm. yeah I think um I, you got me thinking about something just the idea of uh I feel like it's an over a bigger extending problem or just topic which is um what about somebody's upbringing enables them to find something they love or constantly search for something that they love it i mean it, is it something in their upbringing that they're searching for like that they well, didn't get that somebody else would well i think you look at um a lot of the time you bring up uh maya and comparing her and you when you go to the gym, right? You never had a father figure who went to the gym every single day, religiously, yeah. whether they were sick, like feverish or not. And that's something that you grew up, that she's now gonna grow up seeing, will she go to the gym every day? I don't know. But going back to just that thought of you kind of finding something, like I just look at your mom, like how, career oriented she was and how driven and passionate she was about all the things she did up into the marathons that she's done up into um, yeah. her career and and changing course of careers being ordinated as a rabbi and what was that 2020 yeah but and i didn't have any of that like yes my mom was career dedicated but she was, I never saw her that way. I saw her primarily as my mom. So sorry. I, I hear you, but like, I'm like You're so having a hard close. time with I'm that. having a hard time and I don't with want to. He's just going ham with it. He's just a, poor baby. I'm going to have to go away from you. He looks so cute though now. He'll yeah. just kind of burrow into his little hole. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, uh, you were saying that your mom didn't. Oh, I was just saying that your mom is very um, 
you saw her at from a young age just be very passionate about things and like driven in the things that she did and not to say that my mom or my dad they weren't driven in the things that they did but I didn't I don't feel like I necessarily heard about my you mom's job about that huh it's I'm I'm very interested in your interpretation of that because when I think back up to my childhood all I can think of was that she was never there your mom it, it was, was never there was there. no reason why she wasn't there she was just working but in the back of your mind do you think that that's kind of i only learned why she was working as that when i was older huh. it was never like oh sam let me you know i'm working hard for this i'm working hard for that mm-hmm. it was never she never talked to me like like an adult like i talked to maya yeah which is interesting. I I think. But somehow you were able to kind of take you, those tendencies, though. I'll tell you what, though. Like I think the one thing that stuck out to me, which is why I feel like maybe it could have potentially been a, a reason, is that I was alone a lot. There was nothing that there was no parameters. Mm-hmm. Nobody was watching me. I could do whatever I want, and I felt like within that whatever you want there was I, I found something I don't I don't know what that is but I well it was it was music but I, I just it was it was just interesting to me yeah how you how were, you were, were you? able to like um, how was your kid like were you watched did were you told not to do certain things oh yeah oh see that's but I think you had the like the freedom and the availability to do the things that you needed to do or you know, as a kid, maybe you kind of had to self-structure in a way where your mom, she did have structure for you, I feel like, um, such as like sending you to camps and making sure that you were occupied and not getting into trouble per se for trying to, I guess, put those things in motion. But I know like sometimes after school, you didn't have anything to do when you came home, but what you would do would be mostly go and practice with your band and or just practice on well, your even, own? Well, even, I guess, before my band. Like, before music was even, in, like, a thing. I'm just thinking about my life. And I just, I just remembered being really into to movies. Playing with my action figures a lot. I really enjoyed that. I don't know why, though. So I'm curious if it's, a, it's a, like, a male-female thing. Or if it's just kind of where our parents... <laughs> That's a good question. You know, kind of set us up for but it, and it's also different too i feel like because how i also think it's kind of like in our dna too as well but what do you mean how we view um how we view adoption how we understand it how we kind of try to digest it in our own way like i i want to kind of know your parents to kind of see where but but then again, would that even matter? Because like your mom is the one who raised you, therefore you took on the tendencies of her primarily. But I don't know. Also, you know, what is your dad super dedicated to something? Was your mom? You know, did they have any or did your mom have any hobbies? Does your dad have any hobbies? It would just be interesting to kind of to see if that has anything to do with it, DNA wise, like. Is it in your blood that you're super focused on, on doing one thing, or is it just, was it your mom? Your adopted mom? I'll definitely tell you, though, 
the super focusing on it came wow i can't believe i'm going to say this because this much time has passed but it it took a lifetime to to establish that it wasn't easy and i don't know why like i don't i do know why it's interesting like um I, you've had a different experience with the idea that I'm about to bring up, but I just saw a TikTok earlier this morning or a reel earlier this morning about um, uh, David Goggins and about how he gets through these like long runs or he gets through these certain things and he says that he has literally like a freaking Rolodex of everybody who said something negative about him everybody who didn't believe in him everybody who talked crap about him behind his back and he says that he like mem like a memorization like he could just see every one of them and it just fuels him it lights this crazy fire under him and that was me growing up i had this insane desire to prove everybody wrong and I ultimately found too in my high school years that it, it wasn't necessarily as it needed to be in a sustainable anger, a sustainable fury. I realized that I would, if I, it would start the, it, it would be the spark to start the coals. The coals would be the, it's the thought process, I guess, of like, you get really angry. Like this is how it used to be in, when I was, sorry, sorry. This is how it used to be when I was, uh, when I was in uh, in a band, um, I would see a rival band create a pretty decent song, and I would get so freaking tight, so tight. And then right when that tightness was about to explode, I said, "All right, we're gonna write down this riff right now. Check it out." Okay, like it would just like make my brain turn in ways that it never thought, in ways that I never thought before. So like that anger just turned into like focus, and I just got, I just. Like it was like um, a conversion where uh, I could just my anger into passion and that passion could be sustainable and I could use it for hours and hours and hours. So I wasn't being fueled by anger. I was being fueled by the dedication to becoming a better musician, a better bandmate, a better worker, studier. And so over the times I've, I'd, I learned how to pull from different things, even though I feel like I lost a little bit of that, that rage that once fueled me. And um, I feel it's been, it's done a, a detriment to my work process just because of our upbringings. Mm -hmm. my, my rage is so pure and passionate. It's, it's, there's no malicious, but because like from your upbringing, it's a very sensitive topic. Mm -hmm. And it creates a... It's like a fear that I have with anger. I think it's this... It's sensitive because where I came from, it wasn't... Interesting way to look at this is one time I was talking to Maya and she said, how come grandma, which is Sam's mom, how come I've never seen grandma angry or mad about anything ever? And I said, because your grandma's very calm and she's very aware of her emotions and she's she just doesn't need to get angry. She's able to communicate it and that's how it should be. 
and my upbringing wasn't that way and it was a lot of anger and so it, I have such a battle with anger where I can understand where you're coming from when it fuels you and for a very long time whenever I would run I would think of all of the people who were assholes to me about why I want to be skinny about they would say well you're skinny enough like why do you have to do this you're skinny enough and in my mind it was never about being skinny it was about being fit and then I would kind of relate this to Maya as well because I would think I'm doing this run I'm making sure that I'm at this aptitude so I can or a certain I'm able to go this fast or this distance because what happens if I have to carry her which is something like I heard you say when we were younger and protect her in a, in a different way like such as which, which has happened before when I've gone to pick her up from school and she's been really sick and I've had to carry her home she wasn't even able to make it into a car because she was very nauseous so it's just things like that where I want to be prepared I want to be ready I want to be focused but I fight with that at the same time because I just equally don't want to be angry and it's it's like just trying to harness this giant ball of fire and be able to use it when I t to my best ability but also <laughs> kind of being afraid of being angry because I'm I'm understanding where and what that does to you and so it's it's very hard for me to just kind of turn it turn these things on and off and it which, that's interesting that you you brought up my mom and what I what I think maybe you and Maya don't even understand is that my mom is angry all the time. But I don't know how she does it, and I had it. But <laughs> being with you, I've my 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 state of mind has been like altered, um, for better for worse, for better and for worse, different aspects, it's complex, um, measuring. I, I'm so at awe by it she you don't even realize that she is angry because she just she gives that same anger intensity with her happiness it's it's i don't even i can't even verbally describe it's like it's literally it. like a box and each box has a opening on each end it's like her anger goes into this box and magically just kind of gets turned out into well, happiness and how she even. literally like because she'll be like this it. she'll be like i don't understand why are you doing this because this is the way it should be done oh okay like like that. i said though it goes into one like angry then then you say something like oh this is the way it should be and then it comes out like no big deal there's not this after it's like when you get a bad taste in your mouth and it just lingers nothing really lingers with her that's probably why i think because maybe you're where you come from there's a, a strong emphasis on not forgiveness like forgiveness is is a is a thing that is is maybe talked about but never really like truly it's like you could say I'm sorry, but the next day you just do it again yeah. kind of thing. And it's not, which makes the sorry not feel genuine. And two, it's also growing up, there was a lot of uh, animosity on if you did something, how you're supposed to do it. And if you do it wrong, I'm not going to let you forget that you did it wrong. Like I'm going to bring that up throughout the day or maybe i just bring it up now like 15 times and i just hammer that shit into your mind and so that's 
where the yeah that that's a a big difference i think for sure yeah i definitely she definitely shows the pros of not being in a family where she can be however she wants to be and act and do. But it's cr- interesting because this has like turned into like this kind of thoughts about your mom. But yeah. it's it is super interesting because she does have a lot of friends. A lot of the a lot of the women don't have partners, but these are like very good lifelong friends that she's had. But then once again, she doesn't have to go home to anybody and like really uh, answer, I guess, to anybody. Therefore, I feel like she doesn't. How do you think that she made lifelong friends? It's because she hasn't had anybody. The reality is, is that when you have a a wife or a husband, you're going to get pulled away from your friends. It's just it's just what happens. Some people are able to survive it more than others. I don't know why that is. Maybe it could be from insecurity. Maybe it could just be for the wanting to be there more. I don't like that. I don't like the message that it upholds. Part of the reason why I don't like the idea of marriage. I don't like the idea of a relationship because I don't like the idea of being controlled in that way. Mm -hmm. But I do like the idea of family. I don't like the idea of being alone either. (laughs) But what yeah. alone means to me doesn't have to be your ideal version of what a family is. could be a great group of friends. That is your family. <laughs> Let me not get away from the fact that, you know, relationships affect friendships. It can make people go lose contact. It's unfortunate. But it does happen a lot. And responsibilities too, but... I don't know. That's a good question, though. It's like on the outside, like you said, there's all of these pros and cons that come with either with being in a relationship and kind of being single. And it's and it would be nice to be able to, like, pick at, you know, have one and then have the perks of the other. But it doesn't always necessarily work out that way. Yeah. You find yourself wanting whatever side of the coin you don't have, I suppose, right? Yeah. And there's obviously worse off situation, you know, more toxic relationships, more responsibilities with more children, different age children. Just find yourself literally with no time because each one has a different activity. Each one goes to different school. Each one has different sets of friends. So that could get very overwhelming. Yeah, just thinking of that. I think um, this past week when we had Motek, your mom's dog, and Maya, I felt very guilty for leaving because I didn't... And, and I guess I've I've kind of lately felt guilty because Maya just wants to do everything that we do. And it's hard because it's like, okay, I want to go to the gym or I want to go swimming. And she's like, oh, I want to come too. And in my head, I'm like, I wish you could come. Like, that would be actually really fun. Um, but... But knowing that that also it also sucks because I feel like I can't do the things that I want to do and the times that I want to either. But I was actually just listening to um, speaking of David Gog- Goggins, right? 
I was listening to, um, I think, one of the very first book he published, and it's an audiobook, and I really like it because it's kind of like an audiobook. His friend reads it, and then they also have a conversation during the chapters and sometimes after the chapters, and it's been kind of nice because how he was talking about it is that when you're in relationships and when you have a family and you have work and you have obligations and plans and things that you're supposed to meet, he's like that's why you have to own the morning completely because otherwise you will get sucked into all of these other things and you won't be able to do the things that you woke up initially planning on doing which was kind of nice because he was talking about which kind of made me want to wake up at four in the morning again because he was talking about how that's that that's what he does is like hit well he was giving a few examples of him and then an ex- a few examples of like friends and kind of what they do and how they kind of own the morning in that sense. Makes sense. I need to get back into that too. It's tough. We're kind of going off topic <laughs> yeah. with the main topic just being about um like the the differences between men and women when it comes to adoption. But I also think it's very broad as well. And I think your upbringing is very... The reason why I brought the upbringing was because I'm trying to understand what makes somebody find something that they love. That's adopted or not adopted. What makes somebody find something that they are passionate about? What are the parameters to set a young child up to figuring that out? What do you need to do as a parent to enable that child to do those things? I don't, I don't have the answer, but I just, we see two results. One took a lot longer to potentially figure out and if figured out, and the other one is found it earlier on, but is still working on it, you know? Mm-hmm. There's, but what's wild is that I can say that music definitely got me like steered me away from a lot of potential trouble I could have been in I'll tell you that and I feel like it helped you not necessarily question things as much I feel like I had a lot of time to just sit there and like question a lot of things and especially growing up obviously, there's no time like, to question when I've tried to become the best musician in the world <laughs> it's like growing up I think as even seeing it with Maya and the things she comes home talking about like the drama in camp or in school it's interesting because these girls are very attuned to each other to their parents to the things that they hear and they talk about it a lot and they question each other and and then well, it's it definitely just, society now society yeah. is a very spineless backbone nowadays everybody can't everybody has to be on a side there's nobody who can tote the line there's very rarely people who can ask genuine questions and that's very scary yeah. a lot of weak-willed people out there who will say just about anything to get an extra like to bandwagon everything it's sad it actually really is sad yeah and i feel like it kind of goes into probably more and i, I don't know because i didn't grow up as a boy but like going more into girls and how it's it's kind of like always a popularity contest and having those kind of those things, these questions about yourself need to be answered. I feel like a lot of the time, even when we were in Minnesota one time this year, in the beginning of the year, we were we were downstairs and I heard Maya, she was upstairs playing with all the kids and she's kind of by the hallway and it kind of echoes the stairway. 
And I heard somebody ask her if she was an Indian, like a Native American and Indian. And I couldn't hear her response. And I ran upstairs immediately because I was curious if she knew what she was. And I also didn't really like the tone of that person asking. It didn't sound like it was like a, a curious question. It sounded kind of mean and she was the only colored kid up there. So I just wanted to, it's like, it's like I don't necessarily want to interfere, but I also want her to know. And I also kind of just wanted that kid to know that I, I heard you. Not that I can do anything about it. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of having these questions maybe asked more and, and kind of needing to know the answer where I feel like with boys, it's like, where are you from? I don't know. Oh, okay, let's, let's keep playing this video game. Yeah. No, where I girls, mean, it's like, where are you from? I don't know. Why don't you know? Why don't you ask your mom? Why doesn't your mom know? You know, and it just goes down this, like, mm -hmm. loophole of hell because you can't Especially feel like you can you, get out. Especially where you, like, where you grew up is a lot different than where I grew up. Yeah. Nobody even really questioned where somebody came from like that, per But se. is that just because you're from a, a boy's perspective growing up? I think up? just because there's a ton of different nationalities all the, over the place. No one really said, what are you? Ah. Uh. They just, just kind of like, a, you know, you assume in your mind, like, oh, it's probably, um african-american yeah but obviously the nitty-gritty ones like like the niche ones right like i'm not i'm jamaican you know i'm dominican um i don't know uh what's uh hate i'm haitian yeah you know those those ones you, you learn more growing up like you when you ask more yeah but i guess like people just assume that like <laughs> i'm mexican or I'm south american right no one really asks me per se but, so you weren't really questioned as much as a kid? Because I was always questioned. Not really. Okay. But if there was, it was like that. It was like, oh, okay. And just dropped it. Yeah, it was like, him. oh, well, you look Mexican. Oh, yeah, no, I get that. All right, well, anyways, and, two and on two, guys. We're playing a shoot for who shoots first. Like, that's how it was. And it probably didn't bother you. Yeah. You probably didn't even think twice of it, where that bothered me. Like it, it just is something like girls that. Like, faster, man. Yeah, and it's, it's something faster. I like, which I guess is kind of going back to the point of just knowing or not knowing or feeling like you need to belong. But yeah, just an interesting concept, I suppose, to think about. Sometimes I think, like, damn, am I, am I, <laughs> am I getting too opinionated because I'm getting too egotistical or something, or am I getting opinionated because I'm getting older and I'm truly genuinely understanding the demographics of women versus women and men and the differences between them and more and more, which is why I'm not think like, you know, <laughs> but it's just interesting. I guess an example, what I was thinking about earlier today was I feel as if society has made it their mission to prove that men are more egotistical, they're more aggressive, they're more mean, they're not um, emotional. And a, a funny example from this weekend was we took Maya to the park to swings and there was a family of four kids and they were on the swings. And in New York City, there's a row of swings and how you get on a swing is usually there is sometimes a line. Sometimes it's who's the fastest one to the empty swing. 
and that's something I'm not really used to because if you go to my elementary there's there's literally like rows and rows and rows of swings I've never not I've never had a problem like waiting for somebody to get off a swing or anything there's just so many but here there it's it's kind of a problem so she was waiting and she finally got onto a swing and what did they say to her there was it's a family it's a siblings of four kids she was waiting and she caught a swing that one of the kids jumped off of and she got there quick and he supposedly wasn't done swinging yeah but she got on and then apparently there was a five minute time limit that the the boy had for her and when it was close to five minutes he was starting to count down for when Maya needed to get off this way. Yeah. And I, this is why I, I hate me. I don't know. I kind of hate the person who I am. I, I know, I know that my mom never, never policed me like that. My mom never saved me like that. Hmm. I was always left to fend for myself. You know, growing up, I did face racism. Growing up, I, I did get bullied. Something about that, for better or for worse, defines who you are. And gives you a purpose in life. Knowing that nobody's going to, which is ironic that you're saying what you're saying earlier, but nobody's going to save you. You just have yourself to get you out. And how that builds character, especially from a younger age. Which is partially why I decided to sit down. Because I, I was kind of a... What did you say to him? I said that... If it's okay, with a very stern voice and demeanor, if it's okay if he spend, she spends a few more minutes on swinging on the swing set. And he said, but I just got on a few minutes ago. And I said, I understand that. But would it be okay if she could swing a few more minutes? He paused, didn't say anything right before he was going to say something. I said... Well, only if it's okay with you. Is it okay with you? And he looked at me and he said, okay. And then he walked away. Yeah, and sat down. But. And then you came over to me and just said, do you think you could handle that? Because yeah. I, don't, I don't want to anymore. Yeah. And I feel like my subconscious was like, my mind was just like, damn, like, I, I don't know how to parent. Well, I'm also curious like I'm though to... I don't think you're ruining everything, but there has to be something to say about Maya being a little girl versus you being a little boy as well. Or maybe your mom was just very oblivious and she didn't even see any of it. Like she says, you know, she didn't even know you were bullied in certain ways or she didn't even know you needed help in the playground or whatever it was. Maybe it was good that she didn't help and was oblivious to these things. But it just is hard, too, because Maya's maybe not as calm. I mean... Are, were you as confident as she is at this point? Because she's not that confident in herself and the things she says. Or even to have enough confidence to say, like, hey, like, move your feet, lose your seat. Like, this is my swing. No, she wouldn't say that. But neither did I. How do you think you would have dealt with that situation? If I was a kid? Yeah. Probably would have just walked away. Would have got off the swing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would have hurt. I would have felt it for a day or two, and I would have gotten over it. I would have told my mom I just wanted to go home, which I'm sure it happened. 
And then I got over it, only realizing as I got older, I could be more physical about it. But then again, I was very tactical about it, too. Yeah. Um, I was never an idiot. Because I was just thinking, too, that from an optics kind of standpoint, you also kind of didn't want to sit there and battle these kids anymore either because, like, you're a guy. You know what it is, too? One of the reasons I think that I was able to change myself when I needed to change was because I had the availability to be angry. I had the availability to be, to let my rage out, to break things, to scream, to shout, to curse, um, without fear of being reprimanded in the way that could have destroyed me. You know, if a boy acts out, gets all crazy and aggressive, starts throwing things, and a father smacks him, the level of neutering that boy will feel for the rest of his life is something I could never even describe. But maybe that's from me growing up with uh, without a dominant male figure in my family. But I just could never imagine being scared of my dad or... Not even scared, but just like told not to act out. Or yeah, something. or like my or knowing like thought and even a thought in my mind that my dad could beat me up if he wants to. Like, even that thought, even like, if my dad never showed any kind of animosity, the thought that I somebody else in my family could beat me up, or that the thought you have to suppress feelings because of fear. Yeah, it just that was just so unheard of for me, and part of why I am who I am, and part of why like. I do not like my, I do not like the other side of my family because they do that. And I don't like me because I do that sometimes too. I don't want to suppress her feelings. She's allowed to act out how she wants to act out. And I don't know the end result. You're, yeah. She is a girl. She's not a boy. But I just feel like she needs that. For better or for worse. Yeah. It's an experiment. But I just... And I don't know, like, going back to the swing set situation, I don't know if what the best solution would have been to, to not say anything and her kind of look at us and then we're like, oh, we're not going to do anything. And, you know, going back to the stories of you looking at your mom and needing your mom to speak up and to say something, you know, on your behalf, but you didn't get it, you know, would that have helped you understand things more? Like, I don't know. But it just sucks because... And... and this is kind of maybe helicopter parenting too, is like, I, I that, when you came back, I instantly got up and went over there and I was eating my dinner and I just stood behind her. She didn't even know I was there. And I stood behind her and I just kept looking at these kids because I'm just like, don't fucking say a word. Like I was already so angry at the situation and just the optics of you being a man, being up there talking to the kids, like trying to kind of ease the situation and me being a woman who's supposed to be more calm. I definitely wasn't calm. I was so frustrated and furious because I even need to be standing there being patient, like watching out for her. Um, but that's just not it's that's not how I feel like society makes it seem like the, the women are supposed to be more calm. But I, I, there there's no way in hell. And I, I actually ended up 
butting heads with them a little bit only to realize like you are an adult and I do make decisions like you're not going to make a decision for me which is what I ended up ultimately saying to them is like I'm not going to argue with her she's staying with you guys she's staying on the swing but it's just a I don't know because yeah. I mean I get it you you are bringing up like solid points about how you're kind of left to fend for yourself yeah. I don't want to like leave her and make her feel like she's alone either so it's <laughs> yeah I guess I definitely know that when she's here and there's nobody else fending for herself the idea of putting out her rage is something that I'm gonna start being more protective of she needs to she needs to tell me to go fuck myself. She needs to tell me, like, don't fucking push me. She needs to know that I'm going to bend the knee. Because she needs to feel in control. She needs to, I'm in control now, dad. You know? I want her to feel like that. Because I feel that that will Did echo. Did you feel like that when yes. you were a kid? Yes. Like you determined your mom's direction. Yes. And that made me feel responsible powerful a purpose i control the ship mm. for better or for worse maybe i learned that when i grew up l later on with things like controlling the consistency with my with my passions mm -hmm. with being consistent staying consistent i control it you know i don't know but but that's kind of what i want to start doing with her too because she needs that Mm -hmm. You know, she's gonna, she needs that. But <laughs> anyways, getting all, uh. Going all over the place, but that's all right. Yeah. That's this week's thought. Yeah. Thoughts. Yeah. Sorry. Gotta <laughs> end it that's a okay. little early. Cause you know, we got, we got, uh, Things to some do. stuff to do, but. Yes. But all right. Thank you guys for joining us on this whirlwind of thoughts. Yes, and our progression with our experimentation with our video. Uh, oh, yeah, our first video. Document video setting setup. So it'll be a work in progress. So, but thank you for bearing with us. <laughs> and for, uh, for being here chilling with Oreo too. Yeah. So we'll catch you next time on Life of the Lost. Yep. Peace.